0: Hello beautiful Queen, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams i give my listeners and clients love and support however i do take the direct approach and we cut out that bs in your life so instead of playing small you can create big leaps into your life now let's dive into this episode Hello, queens. Today I am welcoming a very special guest of mine. We met up, we actually met in a women's, um, it was like a luncheon. And her name is Marla Hall. And instantly there was, I just gravitated for this queen. I was like, she has something that I want. She has like, she has filled, just filled with so much wisdom. And I went on the Meetup app because I wanted to meet up with more like-minded women. And her and I met, and she started talking. Before I hit the record button, <laughs> she just dumped so many golden nuggets that I'm like, "Okay, we gotta stop. We gotta hit the record button." Because honestly, I could have just indulged selfishly in what you had mm-hmm. to say and not shared with the world. But you know, I'm in a season of sharing my whole life, so. I'm going to share you to the world, and so I would just love if you introduce yourself. If you would, like, I could, I could say things about you, but you—the way that you just started talking—I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to say it better <laughs> than you do. <laughs> so, Queen, take the spotlight and just share with us what you do, what's on your heart, what God is like having you do, and just the passion and the purpose that you're bringing to this world with people
1: oh my goodness i appreciate you and i thank you so much for opening up this space for me to share you know and i pray that the women are blessed by it so my name is marlia hall i am an author speaker coach free time business owner and i'm really living an amazing life where i help women discover peace purpose prosperity and provision in their lives But I haven't always been this woman, okay? I might be on top of the world right now in 2023, but just in 2012, the world was on top of me. I was a single mom with two children preparing to get married to the love of my life. And on my 24th birthday, I found out that he was with someone else on the side. This person was our family friend. This person was someone that um, I confided in so much about my relationship and my struggles and all of that. And they had their own secret relationship. Uh, at that time in my life, it crushed me. I was preparing to start this family and you know really live that dream. And I found myself in a bed, sick, sad, not being able to do a thing. I remember though, one night in the middle of the night when I was having the hardest time, it was probably about three days. I had been stuck in my room like somebody get these children. I cannot go on. I did not want to live. My heart was literally broken. I was in physical pain, emotional pain and all those things. And One night in the middle of the night, my newborn baby, so uh, my son was only one month old at the time when I found out that his dad was with another woman. And um, he just would not stop crying. I've already been crying for days, but now my son, my newborn baby, he just would not stop crying. He would not go to sleep. And I was just literally about to lose it. You know, like I couldn't take it anymore. So with that, I remember in that moment it's so weird how you remember things things and seeds that were planted in you a long time ago they have a way of just coming up at the right time the right words and i remember that my mom told me that no matter what i'm going through to know that i was not alone that god was always with me and he would never leave me nor he nor would he forsake me so in that moment i was just like god if you're real you know like my mom talked about you my whole life and um if you are real, okay? She said, you'll never leave me nor forsake you. If you forsake me, if you are real, I need you to just silence this baby. And if you make him stop crying, I promise I will give the rest of my life to you. I will tell people about you. I will live for you and all those things. By the time I was done with that prayer, that boy was sleep. Like what? Three days of me going through my own thing, him not sleeping through the night, and then I had my first real prayer with God and silence. My mind was blown. So I was just like, okay, God, you're real. From there, I started getting into the church and got a a part of small groups, you know, women-based groups. As a matter of fact, I started on the West Side Um, I think it was Fairview Park at the time, there was a church that provided support groups for single moms and they had babysitters. So every Wednesday night we would meet up from like, 6 to 7 30 or like 7 to 8 30. It was something crazy, but I would literally drive from the east side to the west side, back to the east side every single Wednesday, just so that I could have this experience where I was being poured into and supported along my journey. From there, um, my relationship with God got even deeper. And I just started speaking about things that uh, that God was just showing me, you know, he would sometimes give me words to share with people and to the point where I went up to a leader at the church I was attending and was like, hey, this is on my heart and I just needed to let you know. And she's just like, oh, you need to share this with the community, you know, and I had my first speaking engagement. It's like I went from struggling and barely surviving to empowering and inspiring in such a short amount of time. Um, During this faith walk, though, I did find myself at a place where I was jobless and I had my two children and I only had 46 cents to my name. After a faith walk, God helped me to turn that 46 cents into $10,000. And I became like this booming single mom in Cleveland where people were asking me to speak about financial literacy. And like, how did I transform my life and my story? I went to conferences, federal conferences, national conferences, just talking about the power of God and putting practical things in place for your success. And while speaking at an event in Akron, Ohio, um, my future husband was in the audience. He came up to me. He thought that I was phenomenal. He thought that my story was so inspiring. And he just wanted to know how he could serve me. He owned a publishing company at the time. I said, you know what? I, I have everything. I have God. I have my kids. I have my health. I'm really blessed. But the one thing I want before I leave this world is to publish a book. So he said, I'll become your your writing coach or whatever. So we did this back and forth and um, come to find out the whole time he just really wanted to marry me. <laughs> he saw me on that stage. God told him I was his wife and he interrupted one of our sessions. one of our sessions, like, this is not even what I want to do. You know, like I I literally proposed my publishing company just so I can get to know you, so that I can pursue you, so that I can make you my wife. Within one year of us meeting at that conference, I became his wife. Within one year of becoming his wife, he took me off my full time job to walk in my purpose. And since then I've been running Uh, a consulting agency, a marketing agency, and a publishing company full-time, helping people to really step into a place of peace, purpose, and prosperity.
0: Girl! (laughs) Oh my God! Your (laughs) face! Hold on. Let me catch my breath there. That was like redemption. Like such a powerful story of what God can do in our life. And oh you hit like all the feels and all the spots in my heart because I know like I am a single mom and I know what that's like to walk that and be providing for your children and looking at your because I dug my family out of bankruptcy and so looking at those bank statements and being like oh my gosh like am I gonna have what it takes to make this happen and there is nothing that has you trust God, like lean on God harder than knowing that your bank statements and what your family needs are not, and we're not even talking about like extras. We're talking about the right. mouths of our children. Come
1: on, the essentials. I
0: know what you mean. Yes, yes. And I <clears throat> I I see this a lot is. And, and you tell me, I, I want to hear your perspective. I want to hear your insight on it. But there's a lot of taboo of money in God. Like there's, um, God never created us to live in poverty. But yet yeah. I see there's a misunderstanding of money that we, we are allowed to make money. We are created to make money. We're allowed to use our purpose to make money. And yet so many are hiding their gifts. And I know I've even done this and I'm still unraveling it of like, oh my gosh, yeah, my gifts get to bring in abundance. So I would love to hear your insight and in like having talked on that. So funny that you said that. So the first time that I was invited
1: to this faith-based conference, it was for uh, the government. They were... Um, the Department of Treasury actually was having this conference, this faith based conference where they were b- bringing the believers that work for the government together to just um, be strengthened, you know, because the government itself is it's a, it's a tough space. Right. So they needed that faith aspect. And I remember one of the first um, the topic that she really wanted me to speak on was being faithful with, with what God has given us, you know, and that multiplying. And you know, the one story about the master who had given, you know, the one person like five talents and, you know, three or two and all those things. And this was years ago that I had taught that story. But in that, I learned that God has given us all something and it's very selfish as well as disrespectful for us not to multiply. What he's given for us to just hoard it and keep it to ourselves like you have a story inside of you and you're not sharing it with the world. You have this speaking ability, but you won't share your voice. You make these amazing cupcakes and you won't give people the the benefit of enjoying it like there are all these things. I also know, and if people just take their time and you don't even have to open up the Bible, go online, go on Google. People have done so much of the research and you can cross-reference it with your physical bio. But look what God is actually saying about wealth and provision inside of the Word. You would be surprised at how many of the people, the greats, you know, who were all very self-sufficient, who were owners of land and property and cattle at the time. Like these were the rich, you know, this was rich back then you know and these were God's children and when I think about God wanting us to prosper and wanting us to be in good health and we're prospering doesn't that only help the kingdom to prosper but if we're struggling who does that serve when we're in survival mode or we're in barely making it mode or check to check mode what all can we do how can we help the orphans how can we help the widows? You know, how can we help to take these people off the street and get them housing and feed and clothes? Like How? If we can barely do it for ourselves, and we just have enough. But we serve a God of more than enough. And he needs us to have an abundance so that we can do all the things. Because here's the thing. There are a lot of people, look, money is no respecter of persons, okay? It will go to the evil and it will go to the good. And the evil will continue to do what's in their heart. But God wants to put that Money and to those who will do good, who will plant up the right, seed, plant the right seeds, who will start up the schools, who will start up the nonprofit, who will go do what they need to do. You know, so I do think that people think it's honorable to be poor and to live minimally, and I'm all for living minimal. I'm not living, you know, super lavish. I don't even. I'm I'm wise with my money. You know and I invested for what it's doing for the kingdom and what it will ultimately establish for the generations to come. But being poor and struggling, like that's not what God wants because he can't even use you. You know, you're anxious. Your family is anxious. You can't even give, there's somebody right now needing to go on a missions trip and they can't ask anybody because all the believers are broke. Oh my gosh, mic drop. (laughs) How does this serve? We, 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 We have to get out of that. That And I do think, like, you know, a lot of people that use the scripture, um, what is it? For the love of money is the root of all evil. Nobody's saying you have to love money to have money. Yes. You can use money to do things. It's it's just a tool. It's just a means. And let's just say money didn't exist. You still need to have something. You have to bring something to the table. Like, what, what is your give in this world? You know, you have to be, you better have some plants that you're growing at the house. You know, maybe you make baskets, like whatever your thing is, but use that to make a way for yourself. You know, this this struggling thing, it, it just doesn't serve anybody. And it's also not a good representation of God. Your God is so strong. Your God is so mighty. He's so great, but you can't break free in this area. These people are literally worshiping the enemy and they're living lavishly and they're able to give to all of these, whatever they want to do, but you can't, Mm, that's not a good test I I would never want to serve the God that you serve if it's going to be a a life of struggle and not having enough like how powerful is he you know and not saying you won't struggle because we're going to have those trials and tribulations right but God has overcome all of it so yeah we need to just get it (laughs)
0: You just served a can of whoop ass, like literally. I'm gonna say that, and it's you saying when you said that <clears throat> I wouldn't. Um, I can't remember exactly how you worded it because I was thinking about how what I've said. Like we represent God, and so when people are yeah. living in post, uh, yeah, living in poverty and poverty. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling with my language. Poverty, and, or, <laughs> or I'm like, you've got me all fired up here, Maria. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. My lane. Let's roll the fireballs. Out. Let's just light <laughs> the way because I so often said, "Are you walking something people even want?" If you're constantly struggling, if you're constantly in poverty, if you're like so what we would say, false humility of like, "Oh, look at me. I have nothing, yeah. and I'm just over here living for God." I'm just gonna be raw and real with you. I feel like yeah, I don't want to. I don't want God you, serve because <laughs> I mean. If I'm going to surrender to God, then I want to know he can do above and beyond what I am capable of doing. Come on. So this is like, yeah, this is the topics that just like light my soul up. I'm so glad that. So what would you say to the woman? Because I know in the beginning when I was like unraveling my whole money mindset, because of where I came from and where I grew up, it it was shameful for a woman to even... Cause I was born and raised Amish. So in right. my culture, it was like the woman is a stay at home wife. And I mean, obviously I'm a single mother. I've always been business minded. I just never explored oh. because it was suppressed. That's like in our family bloodline. Like my, I call my brother, like he's like the Amish millionaire. He would be like, Oh, you didn't say <laughs> that, but I did. <laughs> he that. doesn't want people to know, but um, because he loves helping people. And so it, you know, things come up, but anyways, and so because of the way that I was, it was like, well, the woman isn't supposed to have a business and make money. Like she's supposed to be quiet and not say a lot. And it's like, hello. Yeah. Leona says a lot and she breaks all the rules and she's here for it. But when I stepped out to start making money, like with my gifts, like with my coaching and all that,
1: it yeah. felt
0: like I had to work through a lot of things of just even stepping into that. So what would you say to, and I'm sure I'm not the only woman that struggled with this. So what would you say to some of these women? Well, I would let them know that that is very
1: common, especially if you were raised in a middle to lower class or maybe even in a home where there was like an extreme, you know, religion that was centered around just being super humble. I would say one the Proverbs 30, if you're believing in the God that I serve, that Proverbs 31 woman, if you it, it, you might have to read it three times, that woman who is the goal woman, she was an entrepreneur. Yes. If you go through those scriptures, it talks about how... Um, We know she woke up early. She took care of the kids. She took care of the men. They called her blessed and all that. But it also said she went to, a you know, she went and saw land and she bought it. She sold um, linens and different things like that. I don't have it in front of me. But if you look through that, that was a woman who had her own and brought something to the household. It didn't say that she stayed at home and her husband, she left the house, she sold things, she made things and she was profitable, okay? So I would say that one, just on the, if you you wanna serve God and all that, don't forget, this was a model woman that he put in this Bible. And that woman, she served her family, but she also brought prosperity and wealth to her family. And was a good helpmate to her husband. The other thing is, um, there's actually, and um, this is on YouTube, you can easily YouTube this, but there are a lot of people who post videos and they help you to um, figure out like where that money mindset started. Like when did you first get that thought that money was evil or it was bad? Like go to the root of that, you know, and do that work. I think that that's very important. Is it something that your mom and dad told you, okay, what did they told you this? So what type of lifestyle did mom and dad leave? You know, did they leave a legacy when they passed on? Did you inherit land? Did you inherit properties? Did they start up some type of organization that lasted beyond them? Or did you inherit bills and stress and generational trauma? The person that you're getting all this money advice from, like, what did they actually do for the kingdom? How did they serve? How did they empower, you know? And when you go back and you just revisit all these things that you were said, you'll find out that a lot of it's not true. And a lot of it just doesn't even match up, you know? And you say, oh, the people with all the money, you know, they're out here doing, no, there's a lot of people with money that are doing great things, that are taking people out of, um off the streets, that are helping to bring healing to families that are putting together organizations and that are giving, there's a lot of people with money doing a whole lot of good, you know? And guess what? There's a lot of people without money that are doing a lot of bad. That aren't contributing at all, you know. So um, I would just really encourage women to read back through that Proverbs thirty one and read it until you see it. Okay, that woman was profitable. She was an entrepreneur. She was wise with money, and because of this, she was the woman she was and a blessing to her family. But I would also just figure out where where did you get this idea from, you know? And does that really support who you are now? Do you even really believe that? Do you believe mm-hmm. that is good for you to struggle? Do you believe that it's a good testament of God? Do you believe that you can be a blessing to the kingdom of God, the orphans and the widows by just staying where you are? If you believe that, then keep doing what you're doing. But when you ask yourself the questions, you're going to find out that it would be better for you to have it than for you not to have it.
0: Yes. Amen to that. And, you know, something that um, God really showed to me this last year is we can be addicted to struggle. We can, when when all we've known is struggle, and then God is taking it, because it took the Israelites, what, 40 years to get out? And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to take us 40 years to get out of the desert. It doesn't have to take us 40 years to go into the promised land. And this yes. past year yes. when I was doing a lot of healing, he said, "You things are actually not that hard for you. You have been addicted to the struggle because you oh, are familiar God. to the familiar with this talk struggle. about it and it was just like wow and so and even like you revealed to me I have so many things that I want to give to you but you're not open to receiving what I have for you because you you're trying to complicate something that I have made simple and will there be things in life that we deal with absolutely <laughs> that is not complicating it we are over here complicating this and so it just what I want, I wanted to come, I like kind of derailed the train for a short moment, but I had to share that snippet when you were saying struggle. I don't think a lot of times we understand how in like, how embedded we are to our struggle. Like, Oh, you know, I'm struggling. This is hard. And it's like, that is not glorifying God. That is. (laughs) So in all that being said, how does like you coach, right? So tell me a little bit about your your coaching, because I want to share this so the women know like yeah share about your coaching
1: okay so when people come to me they're primarily wanting to increase their peace walk in their purpose discover their purpose or walk in it Uh, a lot of women already know what they need pretty much by the time they come to me but for those who don't I have a nice little free guide that I give them like just start off here (laughs) Um, you know but we walk through that part uh, that process as well as keeping them in a place of provision and prosperity, right? So if you're coming to me for peace is most likely you're a very anxious person. Um, You might have a lack of peace within your household. Maybe you're a single mom. You're just really struggling to bond with your child or get peace within your household. Maybe you're in a relationship and there's no peace. Maybe you're working a nine to five and you have no peace. Or maybe you're a full-time entrepreneur and there's no peace in your business. Some people literally just come to me like, Marlia, I just need peace, right? So I walked in through this process of getting very clear on what peace looks like and how to achieve that, okay? Now, the purpose aspect is my goal for people to walk, live, breathe everything in their purpose full time. I believe that is more beneficial to the world as well as the kingdom of of God if you were able to do what you were doing full-time versus in the evening and on the weekend, right? The more time you have to do the thing you've been called to do is what I wanna do. So practically speaking though, it's identifying what that looks like, you know, and how do we show up in the world and putting just a plan in place, whether it's six weeks, because I know uh, one lady who felt like God was really telling her to step out into this wellness space and she had six weeks to do it. And we literally- We went from this idea of her being this wellness coach to her launching this online program where people all over the United States are signed up and she's coaching them virtually on wellness coaching. We only had six weeks. Right. Um, But that. She's not only now having peace because she knows she didn't, she um, she's having more peace because she wasn't enjoying her nine to five, but now she's in a purpose because she was able to, you know, incorporate her own healing journey and help other people to physically heal their bodies. And now she's getting to prosperity and provision because she's making money doing what she loves during the time that she loves and an amount that she loves, and it's literally something she would have done for free but it's attached to her purpose. So in my program, whether you're coming for the piece or coming to Walk in Your Purpose or really needing an income strategy, right? Because I started with 46 cents and no job and turned that into $10,000. You can come to me with absolutely nothing and I will figure out a way to make it something. I'm really good at going from idea to income. And we just walk through that process. That could be, again, a six-week process a three month process, a six month process, you know, depending on what that is. And I, we just, we just get it done. I'm, I learned by being coached that there are some very specific things that all people need to have in place and all people need to get in order. And then there are some other things that you can do, whether it's business wise, promotion, marketing, all of that, that can help set you up. Outside of my consulting, though, I also help people to write their stories and to publish their stories. And I do that with a publishing company full time as well. And people, they come to me with ideas for novels or short stories or children's books or cookbooks. And I help them go from idea to income from you know, it just being on their brains to it actually getting on a document to it becoming a physical book. to it being, um, you know, uh, allowed to be sold in the United States and around the world and even help them launch it where we help them with their um, book launches and all of that. So that's what I do. I just, um, I take people from idea to impact to income all day, every day.
0: That is absolutely incredible. That is that well, first of all, when you said about the book thing, so I haven't announced it, and this is some episodes ahead, so by the time this gets into the world, I'll be <laughs> ready to announce it. But I am, I started writing a book, and I want congratulations. Oh, my gosh, Marlia. Like, I had so many people come to me and be like, have you thought about writing a book? And at first, I was like, no, no, I don't think so, Lord. Like, you know, you know how we laugh? <laughs> and God's you. like, you thought that was funny, but we'll come full circle again. And come I was boy, like, come me? On. Yeah, I was like, me, write a book, I don't think so. Like, don't you see, like, we can make up insane excuses. I'm like, don't you see, I'm a single mom, I have, like, three businesses, I'm the, like, talker, and God's like, okay, fine. And then once I launched my podcast, and I was, and I felt like the chug, and I had, like, it was crazy, the amount of people that started, had no idea, none. And I was like okay, God, um, I think I learned a few lessons in my life. And one of them is, is when you want something, the sooner I surrender to it, the better, because at the end of the day, it's like walking around with a pebble in my shoe and it's not going to go away, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I st- literally started writing this in my, <laughs> I'm like speechless as you're talking, because I'm like, God, I have no idea how am I gonna bird this baby into the world? Where am I gonna go with it? And literally, like did not expect on this podcast episode for you to say this. <laughs> wow. So yes. Yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're literally the key. Like you're literally the answer to what I was like, I was praying about it as I've been writing on it, which now really makes me accountable because you know mm-hmm. when you don't have like the- And I just got done talking about this prior. Like when you ask God questions, he always answers. Like he always. Always. And but now I'm like, whoo! we just picked this up another level because I can confess to the whole world. (laughs) And to you, because you're, because I was like, okay, I have a goal. I'm like, no, let's just be really honest. I can push my goals out really far because, you know, like that way it just feels a little safer if I did.
1: I know what you mean, with kids, life, business, you know, we could do this in 2025, God. Yep, I got you.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's like, you know, God, I'm going to listen, but I'm still going to do it on my terms. Like, as I'm talking about this, I see this. Like, I'm going to listen to you, but I just want to, like, put you on pause a bit. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to write the first chapter. It's going to take me, like, six months to write the first chapter, and I'll finish the (laughs) rest. (laughs) <laughs> the next 19 no. chapters in like 2025,
1: but we'll... <laughs> I love your honesty.
0: It's it's like, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, you literally to, and I see this. I see this so often that I see women have either there's lack of confidence, so that they don't have a vision, but they have a vision and they don't know where to go next. And you are literally that person that takes that, um, you know, takes the vision that they have and creates something bigger so they can create an impact and make money. So what made you even, I mean, I know you said as a single, but do you feel like you've always had kind of the gifting of like helping people? Do you see this in your childhood? Uh, Cause sometimes we'll see. Yeah. What did you, what made you really, really step into owning? Oh my gosh, this is what God has called me to do on my life.
1: It's, inter- it's interesting that you said that. So I've always had a very sensitive heart for people. I was one of those people. I just I just felt so bad and really felt kind of helpless sometimes when I would see certain situations. So we grew up I grew up in a suburb outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and my mother was a minister and she was also a missionary, right? So my youth was spent Um, watching my mother spread the gospel, pick up homeless people off the street, travel all around the world with sanitary items and clean water to help people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There was a season in my life where I was very selfish and I just didn't understand it. Like, why are you so weird, mom? Why are you always talking about God? Why are you always trying to help people, you know? But then there was this this switch like, Marlia, you can do this. You can help people. And I wasn't really on the God thing bad thing, because you know, you're young, you're trying to be cool. So you're not trying to be a minister, but I did find myself volunteering for homeless shelters with my mom and even picking up trash off the street and um wanting to pray with people. It was just like all these weird things. Like I just had this like this this feeling in my heart that Like it was just breaking for people who were in bad situations, you know, and not even like I was in a great situation. I was this little girl who like didn't have a job or anything like that, but it was like, if I can help you, I'm going to help you. So um, I found myself often like growing up in school and people going through things and needing some advice or needing some help and them, confiding in me and then them feeling better after we had a conversation. Uh, As I got older, I found myself in the workplace, uh, people coming to my cubicle like could you just pray for me or i'm going through this and all of these things and it literally just became me Uh um because my mother was a speaker and a leader, I had no problem with speaking and leading. So just naturally in school, I was the president of this, the vice president of that. I was the treasurer. I was really good with money my whole life. My dad taught me how to be good with money. I just didn't get in a bad position until after, you know, I didn't have a job and I had two children. But ultimately, like I knew a lot of stuff because my parents modeled it for me. So the foundation of who I am was literally what the environment that I was reared in. I was reared um. By a woman who loved God and spent her days serving God's people and used her voice. You know, my mother was. She is. She's a short little lady, but she had a whole lot to say, you know, and she just she made it happen. So I would definitely say it was always in me to speak. I enjoyed speaking. A matter of fact, I remember as early as fifth grade, me deciding that I wanted to be an author and a motivational speaker. I thought that Tony Robbins was pretty amazing. And I was like, I want to be the female Tony Robbins, you know. And of course, before the Internet, we're talking about like the 90s. There's no, I had no way of knowing how to become a female Tony Robbins. He wasn't even teaching people how to, you know, be him. But I just knew like, I want to be on stage and I want to talk to people and I want to help them believe in themselves. And that's what I do now
0: oh i love it i love it that's so incredible that you have that in you and we usually do like when we look back we you know it's been in us since we were a child and that is just so impactful and just to see the way that it has unwrapped because it's somebody that's listening to this they're going to go back and they're going to start connecting some dots because a lot of times we, we can look in our today and we're like well i don't know what my purpose is or i don't know what but if you look back over i like it doesn't really matter what your childhood is if you if you're healed enough you can oh, yes. actually look back and see some patterns you can see some significance there of like oh this is what god is calling me to do this is my purpose yeah. which with them working with you as well is would help unravel that so you have like served so beautifully and you have given so much wisdom and insight mm-hmm. on her. I'm so appreciate you. And I want, I um you. I just want to give you a space to share where people can find you because they're going to be all up in your business after what you drop. <laughs> but you do. I'm like, yeah, after we get off this um, whole episode, I'm going to be up in your business. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: here. I'm here for getting my business and I'm gonna get your business. And we're all going to do this thing together, you nice. know, cause like I, I don't win by me just winning. I get the biggest blessing when I see people actually doing a thing that they never thought that they can do, or the thing that they had a little bit of faith to believe. Like that's the biggest thing when I hear, especially my clients over the age of 60, these women are literally, cause you know, back in the day, you weren't allowed to pursue your dreams. You weren't allowed to speak up. You weren't allowed. And these women are out here doing things they never saw their, you know, their peers doing like, oh yeah, honey, we can do this, you know? So um, if you guys want to find me, if you're on social media or if you're on YouTube, you can just follow me, find me. My name is spelled, well, my name is Marlia and it's M A R. L I A Marlia and then my last name is Hall like a hallway H A L L Marlia Hall I'm on Instagram I'm on Facebook and I'm on YouTube as Marlia Hall outside of that I do have an accountability group I shared earlier that I was in a single moms accountability group grow, um not growing up but when I was in my 20s and then uh as I was approaching my 30s I got into a purpose driven group called Iron Sharpeners it was in Akron Ohio and once I got my own coach and graduated from those two programs, I started my own accountability group. So you guys can learn about my accountability group on um, by going to lovingmefreely.com. That's loving me. So you're loving yourself because I do believe that a portion of you has to love yourself. OK, we love our children. We love our men. We love our jobs. We we, we give so much love, but sometimes we forget to just love us and sometimes love is extending grace in certain moments. Sometimes love is leaving a job. Sometimes love is leaving an unhealthy relationship. Sometimes love is eating a salad, right? Mm-hmm. But I teach women to love themselves unconditionally just like God loves them. So you got to give yourselves the things that you actually need so that you can succeed. So it's lovingmefreely.com. You can learn about my accountability program there. And, you know, just check me out. We're we're always doing something centered around peace, purpose, and prosperity. A matter of fact, if you... Are listening to this in 2023, May of 2023, we're focused on making money on social media. I'm helping people to actually put out their products and services on social media so that they can leave their nine to fives. There are people within the community accountability group. They have books and planners, they have coaching programs, they're bakers, they're teachers, they're tutors. They have all these amazing things. Some of them are speakers and I'm teaching them how to show up online. And then uh, in the month of July, I mean, the month of June, we're doing jumpstart your YouTube page because because I believe that we all have some story, some message, something to share. So I'm helping women to jumpstart their YouTube pages, whether they have YouTube pages that are already established or they want to establish them. Like, let's get on there and let's start spreading that word. And then um, in July, I cannot think about what the July schedule is, but every single month is just, it's something that's going to help to expand you in some type of way. Sometimes we do um we do forgiveness in february we've also done like a focus on your finances in february um we've done amending your family in may we did that last year where our whole month was focused on having conversations with our loved ones whoever they are and stuff like that so every month there's a theme and i just set up a nice little structure help women to stay accountable to that plan and we just go month after month so um that's a little bit about me
0: (laughs) oh my god okay so i'll drop all the links in the show notes then when we drop this episode that way you have so much to like offer that is i feel like because we're all in different walks of life and so yeah they can we'll drop those in there and then they can find you in all of your goodness and because you have something for every season that somebody's in yeah today was so good thank you marley i so appreciate you
1: Thank you. This was a blessing. I'm so glad that we were able to make this happen. And I'm just really praying that people just will expand their visions this year, that they will really see, know, and believe that God has so much more for them and that they can do so much more. We really are more stronger and more powerful
0: than we think. And with that, I say amen. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.